Psalm 121. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Thank you all. Miss Beth, thank you. Maggie, thank you. Mark, where you at? Where you be sitting? Thank you. Because we give God the glory. Choir, thank you for giving God the glory. Psalm 121, verse 1. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. From where shall my help come? Hey, y'all ever needed help? Have you ever needed help? He asked this rhetorical question because he knows where his help is going to come from. Praise God for his help. Praise God for his power. Praise God that when you can look up, you can look up and you can say, God, help me. And guess what he's going to do? He's going to help you. You can look up and say, God, I need you. And guess what he's going to say? I'm right there. You can look up and say, God, I'm hungry. And he's going to say, let me fill you with my bread. Oh, he's God. And he's, in, he's, he's your help. And when you look up, look at, look at that verse again. I will lift up my eyes to the mountains. Oh, man. There's nothing like just looking up and seeing God. And saying, I know you're there, Lord. In my time of despair, I know you're there. In my time of trial, I know you're there. In my time of temptation, I know you're there. And you're here to help me. You're not here to hurt me. You're here to lift me up. You're not here to knock me down. You're here, Lord God, because you love me so much that you'll only give me your help. You'll only give me what's best for me. And Lord God, I thank you. I thank you because when I look up and I see you, all I want to do is say, help me, Lord. And all you want to do is say, I love you, son, and you'll comfort me, and you'll lift me up. And even though I might lay in the mud, even though I might be down and out, even though I might be depressed, you won't let me forget you're there. Woo! Verse 2 says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He made it all. He did it all. He, hey, <laughs> here's the good part about it. He laid it out there. <laughs> And he said, don't worry about it. I made the heaven and the earth. Don't get frustrated. Don't get down. Don't get depressed. Don't let it beat you up. Just know that I, I did it. I've made heaven and earth. Oh, my goodness. He will not allow your foot to slip. He who keeps you will not slumber. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I sit down and I think about my children, and I think about, <laughs> even though I'm, not, I'm their father and I love them, if they call me at 2 in the morning, their hair better be on fire. <laughs> if they call me at 2 in the morning, because I'm sleeping, I'm drooling, Hey, I'm here to tell you, God said, I'll never slumber. He'll never go to sleep on you. He'll never forget that you're his child. He's always attentive to you. He's always alert to you. He's always awake. He's always very, he, hey, he's prepared. 
every time. Nothing surprises him. You know, a sleeping person, you ever been sleeping at night and you hear that noise and you wake up? What was that? God don't do that. He never goes to sleep. He promised us he wouldn't go to sleep. He's that God that's sitting in heaven when you're suffering and when you're having troubles and when you just can't, you just don't think you can make it another day. He's the one that's wide awake telling you, rest, my child. Rest, my child. I'll take care of you. I'll stay awake. I'll keep the enemy at bay. But don't worry. Don't worry. He keeps you in the middle of the storm. In the middle of the attack, when the enemies come around you, when people talk about you, when people may say those things about you that you just, you know, when that happens, guess what he's going to do? I'll keep them at bay. You just do what I've commanded you to do. You may be sick. You may be in the hospital. You may not feel well. But to know that there's a God in heaven that's watching everything He's caring for you. He is not forsaking you, even though, oh, my goodness, I'm a, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what to say about it no, because he's so great. You know, this week I, I, was, I was sitting there, and I was, you know, I'm trying to figure, God, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do this week? God, I mean, it was, I mean, it was a drought. I mean, I just got sucked dry. Wednesday night, I preached. Folks got saved. And then it all just seemed like it turned off. It just all seemed like, I mean, I was excited. Don't get me wrong. I was ecstatic. And I was praying and I was still, but it just seemed like it, it wasn't there. You ever just had those moments? And then God, he comes around, he, he comes about, and he shows, he shows himself. He reveals himself in those times of despair and those times of trial. He just reveals himself. You know, he just pops up kind of like the leaves on the tree that, that just turned green all of a sudden. Y'all remember this time last week, they were all sticks. Nothing was showing green. And now all of a sudden, boom, everything is out there. God reveals himself. And he says, David, relax. Relax. Enjoy. What happened this week? Enjoy it. Two people. Two people that were doomed for a devil's hell, that were doomed for a lake of fire, that were doomed to, to be eternally separated from God. Say, God, I believe in you. God, I'm a sinner. God, take my life. That happened this week. And what was great about it was neither one of them was shy about telling everybody. Of course, I made Cody do it. <laughs> but he did it. You told your folks too, didn't you? Yeah, look at there. Look at there. I, I was leaving Wednesday after we had the great news with Cody. I was leaving Wednesday, and, and I was walking out. And, you know, it's time to go get dinner. Y'all know where I go on Wednesday night. Uh, not as often as I used to anymore. But, you know, we go there, and we're walking out. And Katie comes, and she's, she says, Brother David, you know, and her purple hair is going all crazy. <laughs> and I said, sure, sweetie. And she, she said, I just got saved. Right there in the parking lot. She said, I just got saved. And I couldn't help but holler. 
and I just screamed it in the parking lot. And, and, and it was just, it was an exciting night. And we walk out of Wednesday night service, kind of mesmerized, weren't we, y'all? Wednesday night, God saving folks. That's unheard of in the Baptist church. It's supposed to happen at 1145 on Sunday morning when everybody else is at the house, right? Y'all, we, we ain't built right, man. We ain't normal. Ain't not one of us in here built right. None of us. We're just all built in the shape of our Lord. And what I learned, what I learned was, God, God, you're, you, you're, you're, you're just, I don't, I, I can't put it into words. You're just, you're just there. You're just, that's what it was. You're also just, God, you're just, you're there. I can't fathom what you just did tonight. I mean, we're sitting here mesmerized. Because he, he's the same God that saves on Sunday, isn't he? But when we, when we finally let him out, when we finally just, when we just finally just say, God, be God. And we don't hold to a schedule and we don't hold to a sermon and, and we can put a, a little beatbox thing in here and let it do its thing. You know what I mean? And, and, and we find out. He's really God, and he's really freeing, and he's really keeping, and he's really, uh, he, he's there serving us. Have y'all ever just really looked at God and said, wow, God, you're everything? Have you ever just done that? Y'all, this ain't a sermon. This is just me sharing with you how mesmerized I am by God now. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to show you a story again, Cody, because I got to tell something. Because I'm about to, no, because I'm ratting on Kristen. <laughs> uh-huh. Now nah, it ain't so funny, is it? <laughs> I don't know if you ever try to call her, but this is how God works. I don't know if you ever try to call her, but she don't answer her phone. I called her Wednesday. She picked up the Cody, this is how God divinely saved you. You're about to hear the testimony. If you hadn't heard, did you tell him what happened? Good, I'm going to tell it. And she answered the phone. And I said, well, I mean, I was shocked. I said, well, I didn't know what to say. It's kind of like calling Maggie. You answer the phone, like, what? Maggie answered. And so, and I sit there, and, and I'm like, hey, and I'm talking, and she's like, hey, who is this? She admitted that she didn't have my number in the phone. <laughs> and we talked. To make a long story short, Cody wanted to come back Wednesday night. And she made sure he got here. Man, that's God. You can't deny when he's calling you. You can't stop him. He's there. And, he, and, and, and that pull, that draw was just... You had no choice but to come, wasn't it, Cody? It's like, I got to come. I'm dirty. I smell like gasoline, whatever I do all day long. I don't know. But I'm going to the house of God. Because God brought him. See, that's the one. Listen, it says, for he will not allow your foot to slip. He who sleeps will not slumber. In other words, you were, you were about to step on a banana peel that led you straight to the pits of hell. And God said, not this one. Not this one. 
not this one. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm thinking, <laughs> God, you're God. You know, I can sit here. I had a talk with Cindy earlier this week. Believe it or not, she kind of counsels me, so y'all need to be worried about that. <laughs> She's got control of the pastor, Cindy Roper. <laughs> but sometimes you get so busy looking at what's not getting done or what's not happening. You look past God. You ever been there? That's where I was. And God just showed me who he was and where he was and that he hadn't left. He hadn't gone nowhere. He hadn't quit. He hadn't given up. I didn't have to go shake him or anything like that. He was right there. You know? And then I look. And I say, and then I look in the faces, and I look in the faces of the people. I pull, I'm, I'm, y'all just, bear, this ain't no sermon, but listen, listen carefully. Wednesday, I pull up in, in Miss Gwen's yard with Brother Aaron. <laughs> you know, it's a good story. This is how I knew it was going to be a great day. Because Brother Aaron, he was sitting outside. He was sitting outside in his chair. And I pull up behind him. He never looked around. I just pulled up behind him, and I started goosing the car. Vroom, vroom, I'm goosing the car. He sits there with his hat sitting on his head, and he's just got his arms folded. He's out there bossing Mark around, telling Mark what to do. And I get out. I said, don't act like you didn't hear me. He said, did you come up in that thing or whatever? You know, he just started. And I had a conversation with him. And we were harassing. Y'all don't understand. Me and Brother Aaron, we jab each other with pitchforks, okay? We don't, we're not just sticking each other with straight pins. We're out there jabbing. Mark heard some of it. It's, I mean, there were shots. And then when we get tired of each other, we started picking on him and Miss Gwen, you know. And we just... But that man was sitting outside without his oxygen on, in the sun, enjoying it. And he looked up when I got there, and there was a plane going across the sky. And he said, I want to be on that plane. I said, do you know where it's going? He said, don't, don't care. <laughs> and you know what? That just told me right there. He is just totally trusting God. He doesn't care about his situation. It, does it get you down? Yeah, but he doesn't care. He was trusting in the one because he just wanted to get on the plane and go. And y'all, that's what we have to do. I'm telling you as a pastor, we got to learn to just let God be God in our lives and let some of this stuff just, it's all right. You know, now that ain't me telling y'all don't come to church no more and all that other stuff. I'm not telling you that, but I'm telling you, when you look at God and you finally start getting excited about him, you know, when you look, and I'm not saying I physically see God, but you look and you know, you see God moving, you see him working, you see him changing lives, you see him doing, you hear it in the voice, you get it in a text message or whatever, and you know it's God, and you know he's keeping you, because guess what? The same lives that he's working in all throughout this congregation, he's working in mine the same way. And I can't forget that. You can't forget that. He's working. He's at work. He is doing a mighty work, a powerful job in you that he's going to get the glory for at the end of the day. And he's, he's, <laughs> in Psalm 120, verse 1, in my trouble, I cried to the Lord, and he answered me. 
How many of y'all have ever been in trouble? Okay, not everybody. How many of y'all lying about ever being in trouble? There you go. There you go. Everybody lying. I'm lying. I ain't never been. And then you called for help, and no one was there to answer. How many of you been there? Yeah. But then you get right with God, and you get alone, and you get in that pit of despair. You get in that pit of trouble. You get in that pit of depression. You get in that pit of frustration. You get in that pit of anger. You get in that pit of whatever it else it is. And you know what? You get to that point where you just say, Lord, help me. And he says, in that still small voice, I'm here. When he says, I'm here. You don't care about what he's going to do. All you care about is that he's there. It doesn't matter how he's going to get you out of that predicament, predicament when you say, Lord, help me. And he just says, I'm here. A comfort comes over you. A peace comes over you. A settling, tranquil time comes across your life and you don't care about your situation anymore. You don't care about the disappointments of life anymore. You don't care about the, the aggravation of your work. You don't care about your neighbor hurting your feelings or doing. You don't care about that anymore. All you care about is God is here. That's what you felt, wasn't it, Cody? God was here. Look at him, y'all. Y'all just look, he's smiling. And he's like, yes. Y'all, do you see that face? That's the face of a saved person. That's the same face of a person that has put their trust in totally every nothing else but God. And when I'm sitting here going through the sermon and going through everything, and God just says, just smile and just just rejoice in my presence. That's what he's doing. That's what we should be doing. That's what we all should be. It should be, it, gosh, the Christian life is not hard. It's not hard. If we just let God, if we just look, look, lift up our eyes to the mountains, from where shall my help come? Because it's not going to come here. If we should just look up, and just see him. And no cancer, no heart attack, no being in debt, nothing like that will bother you again if you just keep looking. If you just keep looking to the mountains. If you just keep looking to God. So there's no, there's no three points in a conclusion here. There's nothing like that. There's no, there's no, uh, this is, this is, um, you know, if you do this, 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 there's none of that. It is just simply look God in the face and have peace. Knowing that he's keeping your feet from slipping. 
And all you got to do, all you got to do is enjoy the life he's given you. Enjoy life, y'all. Enjoy life. Enjoy life. I can, Listen, enjoy life. I wasn't enjoying it. I shared with a few people today. I had to start saying no to some things. Whether y'all believe it or not, I can't do it all. Yeah, I can't do it all. And whether you like it or not, I ain't going to do it all. Because when you, when you do things you shouldn't, when you get involved in things you shouldn't, when you, you, you try to please this and please that, you stop enjoying life. You stop enjoying, enjoying this, enjoying this moment of looking at these smiling bobblehead faces just going, yeah, that's right. Long time ago, I told y'all in the church, I said, if we don't have enough people to do it, we ain't going to do it. That still stands. And what you have to determine, and what I had to realize again, is when I saw this young man, this beautiful face, get out on his knees. <laughs> it was wonderful. By the way, we never turned the camera off. Uh, it's okay. But he got out on his knees, and he said, I ain't never done this before. Well, and we know that. But he said, I don't know what to say. I said, just believe what you're saying. <laughs> See how easy it is? And, and then he can enjoy life. Man, he can enjoy it. Are you enjoying your life? Are you enjoying your life? And when I say that, I mean, are you enjoying God? Because he's your life. Are you enjoying him? Are you, you know, and, and look, look at verse 5. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. Verse 6, the sun will not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will protect you from all evil. He will keep your soul. The Lord will guard your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forever. Whew. If that's not a reason to enjoy life, that don't mean go out and be careless and do whatever you want to do. Do what God is directing you to do, but enjoy him. Me and Bonnie were singing on the way in today. And we were just having a great time. We sang Changed, and we sang Be Connected, and we sang Mighty God, and we sang May Your Wonders Never Cease. And we were singing these songs all the way in. And, and, and as I was, I would hit the button, and I would tell the car to play it. She said, what song are you going to play next? You know, she would say that, and I would look at her like, okay, just messing with my, my, I'm picking the music out now. Let's just, you know, it's good driving music. And we were driving in, praising God, enjoying the moment. And we got out, <clears throat> and the last song, as we pulled into the parking lot, and we, we opened up, and we watched Miss Joyce take about 10 minutes trying to put her car in that space out there. It's, a, it's not new anymore. It's not new. And I sat there patiently on the hill, and Miss, Miss, Miss May's in there about to stick her crutch out to help push it up or whatever. But we were sitting there. But when we were sitting there, the last song we played was Home by Chris Tomlin. 
because we were here. And we just had a good time. And we just enjoyed ourselves. Because we, the presence of God was there with us, wasn't it? Look at there. <laughs> and then it was here when we walked in. And we walked in and Miss Joyce hollered out, I think we're late. Yeah, I thought we were too. There's cars everywhere and all of this stuff. And we come in and this life is coming from the sanctuary. People are singing. People are laughing. People are doing this stuff. And it's like, man, this is what I needed, Lord. I needed to be around this and enjoy you. So when you get like I did after Wednesday, When you get to the point in your life where it's just like, man, I'm not enjoying life anymore. I can't hear God. I can't see him. I can't speak to him. He doesn't talk to me. When you get there, pastoral advice, stop, look, and what? <laughs> exactly. And guess what he'll do? Next thing you know, He'll put everything back in gear. He'll put it all back in perspective for you, won't he? He'll bring you back to that place where you're getting sleep at night. You're eating a meal at the dinner table with your spouse and not walking around trying to rush and eat. He'll put everything back, everything he wants you to enjoy. Guess what? You're going with your family. Maybe you're hanging out with your mom and your dad. Maybe you're hanging out with your sisters and your brothers. Maybe you're just, but you know what? He will put, you, he will put this all back in perspective and give you your life back when you start looking to him in spite of everything that's going on in your life. Y'all were sick this week, but it's okay. Just look to him. And enjoy, even in sickness, you can still enjoy God. Even in heartache, you can still enjoy God. Going to the hospital. You know, I started enjoying him. I showed, uh, Linda's there, and we showed up. Miss Paula's doing better, but we showed up at the hospital Friday and just in time, didn't we? Just in time. See, that's the God, because we knew we had to pray for, for Miss Paula. And we walk in the door, and the nurses are there. And, and guess what they got to see? Miss Linda can tell it. The nurses got to join us, didn't they? Oh, wow. That's showing someone else that we're enjoying God and just living and looking to him for the help. So if you want to get anything out of it, get this. Look to the mountains. Look to heaven. And say, God, I'm here. I may not like where I am, but as long as you're with me, I'm all right. Any questions? I'm so excited about Jesus, I don't know what to do. What are we going to sing? We're going to sing a song. And, then, and here's what I want to do. Here's what we want to do. Here we want to do. Where's my beatbox guy at? He gone? Hey. Hey, beatbox. Come beat the box. <laughs> I want to do something. We're going to leave here celebrating today. We're going to leave here celebrating today. 
we sang he has made me glad the other week when we left, right? Um, how about, how about he has set me free? Can you tickle that on the Myers over there? He set me free, yes, he set me free, yes. He broke the bonds of prison for me. I'm glory bound, my Jesus, to see for glory to God. He set me free, he set me free, yeah. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah. Y'all know that, y'all, there you go. Now. Found my Jesus to see. That's why I sing on the blue one. <laughs> now, as we sing, he said.